Yikes. The talking back, the talking over you, rude comments are so ridiculous. There is a better way, and I want to offer you hope. So please listen in for some helpful tips for better conversations. Hi guys, welcome to Behavior Strategies for Class, your podcast all about behavior strategies to help you in the classroom. Do you need more support and encouragement for your challenging students? Do you want proven behavior strategies that will help create resilient students? How will behavior strategies influence your class? You will make a difference in their lives and prepare them for success as a well-rounded person. And I'm here to help. I'm Diane Bachman, a behavior paraprofessional with over 10 years experience in special education, working with students from various backgrounds and disabilities, and I want to offer you hope. You will be a constant, caring adult in your students' lives, and building relationships with them will be essential to achievement and triumph, not only for them, but also for you. So we'll be discussing about trauma-informed care, social-emotional intelligence, sensory breaks, why are they important, PBIS, behavior interventions, MTSS, social skills, evidence-based strategies, and more. So listen in, and I have to say, Rita Pearson is one of my idols in her fight for students. And if you have not listened to her TED Talk on Every Child Needs a Champion, I encourage you to go do that today because I want us to be our students' champion because we were born to make a difference. Let's listen in to today's episode. Don't forget, join my Facebook group, Behavior Strategies for Class. I would love to connect with you there and hear your feedback and how strategies are working for you. Also, email me any thoughts, suggestions, diane at behaviorstrategiesforclass.com. And also, you can get your free download of the evidence-based strategies. Check the show notes for the bit.ly link, and you can get that right away. All right. So I've seen teachers across the board on this communication with rude, disrespectful students. Obviously, we are all human. We all can lose our temper. We can all lose our cool. But I'm hoping and praying that that is not your consistent communication with students. I've seen teachers who just argue And it's easy to get caught in that arguing, well, I'm not doing that. Well, yes, you are. Well, no, I'm not. So-and-so is. Well, no, yes, you are. I saw you. No, you're not. So, yeah. And that can escalate pretty quickly. So I would encourage you not to get into an arguing match, even though obviously sometimes that can happen and will happen. But for the most part, it's just don't argue. This is the way it is. And obviously, they're probably not going to like it. But for the most part, if you're not engaging with them, they're not going to engage back. So I've seen teachers handle it that way. I've seen um, teachers, of course, yelling back or yelling at students, which unfortunately, it just just doesn't feel good for anybody. You may feel good for a minute because you've got it off your chest and that student has been annoying you. All morning, I get it. But in the end, it doesn't feel good. You're not building 
keeping a positive rapport with that student. I've also seen teachers just give expectations and reminders. Look, guys, we don't talk back. We're not rude. Not to me, not to any other adult in the room, not to your peers. And just having that conversation and then modeling it when other students are doing it correctly or you modeling it. You know, this is how we have a conversation. This is, if you don't agree, that's fine. But we can have a calm, clear communication without people freaking out and getting rude and disrespectful. So modeling that behavior. And this is something I've done also with some of my students. Model that behavior. You know what? I'm not yelling at you, so please don't yell at me. And holding them to that expectation. Or it's, well, I'm already getting into some of the tips I wanted to share with you, but those are the some of the things. And then there are times that I have definitely been firm. Like, no, you will sit down or you will do your work or you will whichever. And just being firm without yelling at them, without getting in their face, but being firm and reminding them, you're the student. This is your job when you're at school. You need to do your work. And obviously, not all students are going to appreciate that, but that's what they need to learn. When you're at school, you are there for learning. You are there to do your work. And being disrespectful and rude to people around you is not okay and not something that you're going to tolerate. Because unfortunately, some of these students, this is their norm at home. Parents either don't care or they just don't want to take the time to deal with it. And so they let their child talk to them like that. So sometimes it's just a reminder, okay, we're at school now. This is the way we talk to each other. This is the way we communicate. Because you're rude and disrespectful, words are not going to be okay. And sometimes if need be, I've seen teachers send the students to the office and they can talk to admin about it. And hopefully for the most part, it's dealt with pretty well. I mean, I've definitely seen students, they just don't get it and they just continue. And that also leads to realizing that there are other underlying issues going on. It's not just at school. There's other things going on in that kid's life and they're just acting out because again, behaviors communication and they're communicating obviously they don't want to be there but for the most part getting kids back into being respectful and being kind and teaching them how to have a normal conversation is important and most of them will take that direction and teaching and modeling well so just hang in there keep doing it So back to some tips I have for dealing with disrespectful students that will hopefully, like I said, offer you hope are things that I'm sure a lot of you are doing and have done. But just to remind you, uh, number one would be to hold them to expectations. Hold them to whatever work needs to be done, wherever they need to be, whatever project needs to happen. Hold them to those expectations. 
because they can throw a fit and they can be like, I'm not doing it or this is stupid or I'm not working with them or it's like, well, sorry, you got to figure it out because yes, you are working with them and yes, this needs to be done. So you need to figure it out. These are the expectations. You need to get it done. And so just holding them to that, holding them accountable to be responsible because ultimately in the end, we want them to be responsible adults. And starting here at school, (laughs) reminding them this is what needs to happen. Number two would be ignore what you can. I know that is so hard. So hard when you have the student yelling out or saying stupidness when you're trying to teach a lesson. They're bothering the student next to them. Yeah, it's tough. But sometimes just ignoring, will they will stop. Sometimes. Other times it's giving a visual cue So you're not verbally engaging, but you're reminding them the quiet. You're showing them the quiet sign or it's one minute, you know, or two minutes or whatever that you can talk to them. Just give me a minute and then we can talk about whatever. Or it's um, giving a visual cue that they need to leave. Sometimes they need the cue that they need to step out of the classroom or go stand by the door. Or whatever, if you have a space or a place in your classroom that students need to go and chill out, maybe it's just a pointing in that direction. Like, you need to get up and go over there. Without interrupting your teaching and your lesson, giving those visual cues. Like, stand over here, be quiet, just a minute. Sometimes, and ignoring, so you're not engaging, like I said, verbally, because that, of course, they love that and they want to keep arguing, which obviously just disrupts your lesson in the whole classroom. And you want to do your best not to have to do that. So giving those visual cues along with ignoring their words, but reminding them, no, like seriously, you need to stop talking. (laughs) Uh, The third one, of course, like I talked about was don't argue. Don't argue back. I know that's so hard. But that just gives in to their little attitude problem and their rudeness and they just continue and it just spirals and now you're more irritated and upset. So it's not helping you and they're more irritated and upset. It's not helping them. So I don't know if... You have opportunity at your school to say, hey, just go talk to the counselor for a minute or go talk to maybe a social worker or a psych or just take a break, maybe. Something like that to be able to kind of de-escalate so that it doesn't get out of control because arguing back definitely is a trigger. Sometimes just kids just fighting back because you just never know, again, some of our students and where they're coming from and they need to fight for themselves for their voice to be heard and that's not the time or the place for that to happen so maybe giving them a chance to speak to somebody else and just airing whatever situation is bothering them or just take a break and 
step away from the classroom for a few minutes and then coming back and being ready to learn. I think those are really good too if you are able to do some of those and enlist other adults or maybe a mental health team um, to come in and just talk with that student for a few and get him out of him or her out of the classroom. And then the fourth one, again, would be to model for them how to speak to adults. Now, for the most part, we think it's common sense that you're not rude to adults. But unfortunately, as you know, a lot of your students are not even taught these kind of basic common sense things. So it's reminding them again, okay, if you need to speak with me, you're not using that tone, you're not using those words, you're raising your hand, you're waiting until I call on you, then you're calmly asking me or whatever your need is, you're calmly asking and talking about it. You're not yelling out, you're not shouting at me, you're not screaming at me, you're not throwing a fit, you're not talking to your neighbor, you're going to raise your hand and you're going to wait until you're called on. Or it, showing him other students when they are doing it correctly. Well, look at Johnny over here. Is he yelling out? Is he talking? No, his hand is raised and he's waiting. This is what you need to do. So modeling, again, what needs to happen in your classroom and how they need to interact with adults. And again, that goes back also to the expectations. What are the expectations in the classroom? Is it raising your hand? Is it, I don't know, a thumbs up? Is it just, you know, I don't know. Whatever works in your classroom, whatever your expectations are, it's modeling that for them. So not just giving them the verbal directions and expectations, but modeling it for them and letting them see their peers model those expectations. So you guys are awesome. And I know these are kind of common sense. These are things and strategies that I think you probably are already using, but just reminders because I know kids whew, can be very disrespectful and their words can make you crazy. And we don't want you to be crazy. We want, we want you to be the calm, caring adult in the room. And by modeling it for them, by holding them to expectations, by not arguing, by ignoring when you can, and giving those visual cues will give you better communication with your students in a better calm classroom that students want to be in. They want to feel loved and cared for and heard, just like all of us. But we need to be able to model that and keep ourselves calm. And I just want to say you guys are awesome and you're doing amazing. And hang in there. We have probably another month or so until spring break. Some of you may have it before then some after that but the year is almost over and I just want to say keep up the good work you guys are amazing and your students need you each and every day so thanks so much for listening 
Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you all. And I pray that I've inspired and encouraged you today. I also want to let you know that I have a couple bit.ly links for you if you're interested in making your own podcast and sharing the wealth of knowledge that you have being a teacher or a para or a teacher's aide, uh, anybody in the education system, I'm sure you have a lot to share. And if you're interested, I took the class with Stephanie Gass. She's amazing, super friendly, down to earth, very easy to understand, and she's great. So I have a bit.ly link for you uh, for Podcast Pro University is where I learned how to do this. And that is bit.ly slash behavior, PPU, the number four, and U, as in the letter U. So Podcast Pro University bit.ly slash behavior ppu the number four and the letter u if you're interested also to get your free printable of all the six evidence-based strategies there is another bit.ly link and that is bit.ly slash the number six for free the number six for free these will all be in the show notes in case you need to go back and check those out and i leave you with this Every child deserves a champion, and that's by Rita Pearson. So I just want to encourage you that you can be that champion and that you are making a difference. Thanks again.